What is going on everybody? This is Dude from In The Mix Radio. And today is the review of an amazing AEW pay-per-view. I said it in my preview podcast and it came to fruition. This was the best pay-per-view out of any promotion in 2020 so far. And it's going to be tough to top. This pay-per-view was stacked from top to bottom. There wasn't any kind of lull in the action. It was fast-paced. There was blood. There were beefs that were, some were settled, some just beginning. The storytelling has been elite. And it's truly given fans professional wrestling back. I love WWE, but it is a soap opera. AEW is pro wrestling, and it will not change. The kickoff match meant something. It furthered more storylines it teased on who the exalted one was for the dark order it was a nice setup to a card that was tremendous SCU and dark order kicked it off they got the fans into it It was a solid match. I would say it was a three-star performance. Back and forth action. Some big moments. Could have been a few less drop kicks, but that's the real only complaint about the entire match. It really, really was a fun match to watch. It gave you... I wouldn't say it was a barn burner, but it did what it was supposed to do. And it also introduced Colt Cabana to AEW. That was a really fun moment. It was a great pop from the crowd in his hometown. Chicago loves their heroes. Colt Cabana is definitely one of them. And it was just overall, it was it was a nice match, a nice way to start the pay-per-view. And it was just a taste of what the night held. And it only got better and bigger from there. Dark Order is being pushed very seriously right now. And it's only going to continue once the Exalted One arrives. SCU seems to be in a funk right now they were hot at one point they're kind of slowing down in momentum they just need a big win coming up soon to maybe get back on track but they should be all right they're all vets 
they'll be all right. They'll gain their momentum back and SCU will be back on top. Jake Hager and Dustin Rhodes, that match was incredible. Maybe could have did without the makeout section session with Hager and his wife. But Dustin Rhodes also had a makeout session with Hager's wife, so that eliminated that. The way these two feel about each other, there's a lot more story to tell. This was just the beginning. I understand why Hager had a win. They've built him as an unstoppable force. He's the muscle for the inner circle. You cannot have him lose his debut match. I understand that. Dustin's been around long enough. He gives credibility to his opponents. So this was the perfect match to set up Jake Hager for bigger things. And Dustin, he he doesn't feel anything from this loss because his legacy is already set in stone. He's a great worker. He's got the respect of the crowd. He'll get his revenge. It just wasn't meant to be. Especially in Hager's debut match. So that was an understandable finish with Hager going over. It was kind of not a clean one with the low blow. You expect that from a heel, but this story is far from over and the chapters will continue to be written as the weeks go on. I I would also say that that's a three-star match. A nice way to continue the momentum from the kickoff into the opening match on the card. The fans were still into it. The emotion, it wasn't too big where it drained the fans. So it was, it was a solid match for both guys. And it pushed Hager to where he has to be. Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. This was probably Tied for match of the night. If it was second, it was a very close second to the tag team title match, but this match was insane. Both of these young stars are going to carry AEW for the next decade. They are both excellent performers. They have no regard for their body. They come in and they put on a show for the fans. They understand that when the fans pay money, it's to see them and they give it 110%. Darby Allen needed this victory and Sammy keeps taking pins for the inner circle 
but he's a star and eventually they're going to have to break him off because he's too talented to take losses for other people to protect them. And they need to start treating Sammy Guevara like a star because he truly is a star. Everybody says they're the best ever, but Sammy Guevara is probably going to be one of the best ever in his generation. Darby Allen as well. Hopefully this isn't the last time we see these two. Hopefully there's many, many more matches between them because every time they get together, there's fireworks. And as a fan, there's nothing more exciting than when you know two guys are gonna get in, both give it 110%, no regard for their body, and they just put on a show. Action packed from start to finish. This one started before the bell with Darby hitting a suicide dive. Before he even took his jacket off, before his music ended. That's how this one started and it ended in the same fashion, just fast paced, constant brutality. And this was, I'm putting it as one, one B on the card for the night. This was definitely four and a half stars. And it'll probably go down as one of the best matches of 2020 in any promotion. I don't know what could top it. It was just amazing. If you guys haven't seen that match, YouTube it. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara at AEW Revolution. Watch that match because words can't do it justice. You have to watch that match because from start to finish was just brutal, amazing. Just watch that match. Go and watch that match. As soon as this podcast is over, just watch that match. That's the best thing I can tell you. The next match on the court was the AEW Tag Team Titles. This match was 1A. The Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page. All four members of the Elite. They also beat the heck out of each other for 30 plus minutes. And this match really showed Adam Page as a star. Everybody knew the Young Bucks were stars. Everybody knows Kenny Omega's a star. Adam Hangman Page, this showed his star. He is in that class with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes. This match has been building for quite some time. There's been teases all over the place about a split. Page tried leaving the Elite. They said no. Then it looked like the Elite was gonna turn on Page. This match and the storytelling that has gone into it 
is world class. And the tease we got at the end where it looked like Paige was going to hit Omega with a buckshot lariat after they retained the titles. This is another one that's far from over and it's only going to get better. There's so many different ways you can go with this story. And if AEW is showing us anything, it's to expect the unexpected because they will constantly swerve you. Even when you think you figured them out, you have no idea what they're going to do in their storytelling. And this has been a storyline that keeps you on the edge of your seat and guessing. This is another match. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out on YouTube. It's a little bit long at 30 minutes plus, but it definitely is a banger. Another one of those, like I said, 1A, 1B with Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. These two matches will probably stay top through 2020 and maybe even for the next five to 10 years. That's how good both matches were. They were both four and a half stars. They were both bangers, both action packed. The storytelling is furthered without even doing much. Just classic matches. And they made three stars out of Adam Hangman Page, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen on a national stage. And that was truly something special to watch. And it's just gonna be amazing to watch them grow and carry the torch of this promotion as the years go by. The AEW Women's Championship match, they were in a tough spot. I may have changed the card a little bit if I was in charge. I don't know if as great as Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander are, I don't know if they were ever going to get the crowd reaction out of all the emotion that the first three matches brought out of the crowd. The crowd was a little bit dead. That's no fault of Nyla Rose or Chris Statlander. Statlander was battling the flu. She was very sick. It kind of showed. She was a little slower. She tried to do a kip up something she's done a thousand times in her career she almost fell backwards and she just looked off and she didn't complain about being sick beforehand so not many people knew it showed in the performance it was a little bit slow moving it could have been a little bit shorter just to protect her These two, you can tell they haven't worked together much. I would give it two and a half stars. And both of them are tremendous athletes. They're both very good in the ring. It's not a slight on them. It's just they need more work together. It looked a little bit off as a whole. And they just need to build that chemistry together. Maybe train together a little bit something if they're going to continue with the storyline they have to get more comfortable with each other 
and once they do, it will really show because both of them are tremendous and they can definitely give us a banger of a match. They just need to get more comfortable working together. It's also tough because coming out of the battle with Rio, Nyla Rose worked with her a lot of times and they just had chemistry so the matches flowed better. But the more Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander work together, the better their matches will be from here on out. And this is far from over. If I was AEW, I would keep Statlander out of the title picture for a little bit. Let Nyla dominate for a little bit. She just started her reign. And as her reign is wearing down, bring Statlander back in. If, if that's the ultimate goal is to put the belt on Statlander at one point, you just, you have to let it build. You can't let her take a bunch of losses in a championship setting because that takes the luster off for her too. Build them both separately away from each other. And then when it's time, let them clash again. Like I said, that match, it was two and a half stars. It's not a slight. Both are capable of much better. They gave us a decent match. Again, it could have also been the placement on the card along with Statlander being under the weather. But time will tell. And hopefully it gets better as they progress. MJF and Cody Rhodes has been months and months of build and it did not disappoint. MJF got the heel win. I thought Wardlow was gonna turn and give MJF a taste of his medicine. I still think that's gonna happen in this feud. It's just too early. You gotta let it build a little bit more Cody will get his rematch. Hopefully it's a few months from now and you could do the turn and have MJF try something heelish and have Wardlow stunt it and get Cody the win. Because Wardlow doesn't need MJF. He showed that in his match with Cody Rhodes. His debut match was very, very good against a world-class athlete in Cody Rhodes. He showed he could hold his own. He could be a star in this company for the next decade plus, but he needs to shine bright on his own. So when that time comes, have him turn, get Cody his long-awaited win against MJF, and that would be the perfect way to cap this story off but hopefully we get more in between because these two, they dislike each other and you just wanna see Cody punch MJF in the face repeatedly and that's what we should get. Hopefully we get more of that and when it's time, Cody gets his and MJF gets a taste of his own medicine. This match was a four star. 
Cody's absolutely brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant in the ring. And it, it angers me that fans decided to bash his neck tattoo of the Nightmare family on his neck rather than talk about what an awesome match this was. And that's sad because it's his body. He can get whatever tattoos he wants, wherever he wants to get them. If he wants to get it in his forehead, he could get a tattoo on his forehead. People have to just mind their business on other people's preferences of tattoos or whatever. Just enjoy the wrestling. Don't worry about criticizing what tattoo somebody has. That's really the only knock that I had. Otherwise, it was a stellar match and I can't wait to watch more. Whoever MJF moves on to, I hope they just punch him in the face because he's a guy that you just want to see just get beat up every time. He's a true a-hole and a-holes should get punched in the face. Pack versus Orange Cassidy, that was way better than anybody could have anticipated. Orange Cassidy showed how true of a star he is when given the opportunity to shine. Hopefully he gets more opportunity. I know he's with the best friends, but they need to get him in the ring more because he could wrestle with anybody, put on a good show, tell a good story. If you want to protect them, you could have the best friends take the fall. They've been doing that with other factions, other talent. There's ways around that, but you really have to show the star that this kid is. Pac showed he's a main eventer. He should get more opportunities moving forward. Him and Moxley are going to have some true bangers in every sense of the word. Both of them are big physical guys. The submission over Orange Cassidy was a nice way to cement Pack as the star that he is. But they need to get Orange Cassidy some wins and they need to get him in the ring more because he truly is something special. It doesn't have to be every night, but the fans should see Orange Cassidy perform. He's a tremendous performer and it's really fun to watch. Even with the gimmick of moving slow and all that, when he's in the ring and he tries, it's really something special to watch. Hopefully we all get more of that. The match was three stars. It cemented Pac as a main eventer, but it also cemented Orange Cassidy as a star who can really be something when given the opportunity. The AEW Championship match was a banger. That was a four-star banger. Back and forth brutality. The match had everything you'd expect. The inner circle getting involved. But let me say this. What made that match even more special was ref Aubrey Edwards. She is the best ref anywhere on the planet. She lets the story be told. She doesn't interfere. 
and she needs to work every big match from here on out. But Moxley is a star. He got his well-deserved, long-awaited, real championship reign. It's not a placeholder victory like the other company gave him. He is cemented. He's extremely over. The crowd loves him. Jericho made him an even bigger star if that's possible. And Jericho doesn't lose much because Jericho still has the inner circle. He's still Chris Jericho. And the chase to get his belt back to become late champion X2 is going to be fun to watch because all the tactics that made the reign special are going to make it even more fun to watch him trying to regain that title. He's going to have help from all his friends again. But Moxley is somebody that doesn't care. He welcomes the challenge. He will fight the entire inner circle. Plus Jericho. Plus Pac. Any challenger that you put in the ring with Mox for that title is going to be an extremely special match. And AEW, many people didn't give it a shot, but they're doing it correctly. Everything the other company wanted to do with the sports feel, AEW is doing it tenfold. Their matches feel special. They have actual weigh-ins. It's something that you feel you're watching leading up to a big-time MMA fight, a big-time boxing match. That's what it feels like with AEW, and that's what makes this company special. They listen to the fans. They give you spectacular storytelling and even more spectacular action in the ring. They're creating stars on a daily basis. It's not just the same old guys. And this promotion is set to succeed. And I cannot wait for the AEW Dynamite at the Prudential Center. It was announced as Blood and Guts. I actually bought tickets beforehand and I cannot wait to see them live. I'm so close that I hope they bleed on us. That's how excited I am about this this event, this special event that they're putting on. I'm so glad it's our show. The card seems like it's going to be legit. But this company is something special. If you guys haven't seen it yet, Go out and watch some AEW stuff. You can watch Dark, AEW Dark on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. It's only an hour show on YouTube. You could catch um, AEW Dynamite on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock on TNT. If you haven't seen this promotion, go catch up on it. Go catch a show if you like that old school wrestling feel that's what this promotion is about 
and it's really fun to watch. It really gets your adrenaline going. And that's really it. Overall, the pay-per-view was a tremendous success. I can't wait for them to set the next one up because it seems like all their shows just one-up each other and get better. I don't know how they will top this card because it was stacked from top to bottom. There wasn't a low moment, but they're going to do everything in their power to try, and that's what makes it great. I just want to thank you guys again for joining me on In The Mix Radio. I appreciate the listeners out there. And we will be back this week with our XFL Week 5 preview and our XFL Week 4 review. I'm probably going to break it down into two shows this week. So be on the lookout. It'll be in the same box together when you um, when you guys listen so be sure to check out both shows again thank you for the support have a good night this is dude from in the mix radio